What is good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny, and welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to the Talking Sports, uh, Talking Commanders with Manny podcast. It's so much talking with Manny things that I do. So welcome to another episode. I know I am late with Commander stuff. Some things have um, transpired with the Commander's pod, but we are still here. Um, so I'll have more updates coming for you guys. But man, just wanted to kind of give you guys a quick little draft analysis, just going over the picks. Uh, nothing too fancy. Um, so the Commanders started um, with Emmanuel Forbes. He's the guy that they liked. And they were able to grab this guy at pick 16 for guy. I think he's going to be fun. I'm going to be going through some videos and some things, some cool things that are happening right now for the team. Then we picked up cornerback, slot guy, nickel guy. This guy can be used all over. Jartavius Martin from Illinois. Um, pretty good uh, um, corner right there. Pretty good defensive back. And that was a big shocker. Why would the commanders grab or draft another defensive back. I was excited for it. I mean, this is a group that finished next to last in lots of different categories. And uh, don't forget that Kendall Fuller, he's not going to be, he's not young forever. He's not going to be young forever. And he is on a contract year. So why not continue to bring in some guys? This is a guy who can play single high, can play some free safety. He, he can play some, uh, some slot corner, can play outside cornerback. So that position flex, that versatility that Ron Rivera loves, you're going to get it out of this guy. And I think he fits what the commanders are trying to do at pick 97 in the third round we drafted ricky stromberg he just sounds like a tough uh alignment he's a center he can play some guard and he's going to compete for a chance to start so um i love what we're doing with the offensive line and grabbing some guys in free agency and then coming in and drive us to solidify that group uh then with the fourth round pick pick 118 we drafted guard slash tackle Braden Daniels from Utah, a little undersized from what people say, but I think this guy could fit into what the enemy likes to do. And he just gives the enemy just another guy that he can coach up. So you see them continue to add that position flex, a guy who plays tackle, a guy who plays guard, which position is he going to play? We're going to see through training camp and all the different things that the commanders have, but I do like the pick. I mean, I don't know much about this guy, but one thing I can tell you guys is they continue to add guys that are versatile on that offensive line. We've seen so many injuries, so why not continue to bring in guys who can play multiple positions? In the fifth round, we actually traded up to get this guy. This is KJ Henry. I think he can be uh, a guy who comes in right out the gate and produces for this team already outside of chasing sweat he's the third best pass rusher already without even playing a single down in the nfl he's that good and i think this is a guy that you bring in because you have two of your top guys heading into free agency so you rather be on the front end of this and not on the back end so here's a guy who played a lot of football over the last two seasons his final two seasons uh he grew a lot at clemson and um i love what he's gonna be able to bring to the table um some people consider him as a top five defensive end uh, in the draft, but you know, that's all talks and everything. These these things have to transpire on the field. Has to transpire on the field. And um also with we don't know what happens with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. This could be a big year. So why not continue to add guys who can come in and do some of the things that you like to do anyway? So 
Uh, we'll see what he brings to the table. But I do love the pick. I think that there was no way K.J. Henry should have been there in the fifth round. And for, and for you to be able to grab this guy where you grabbed him, it's pretty awesome. So let's just hope for some upside. Um, in the sixth round, I was hoping for a guy like Sean Tucker, but with the medicals, he kind of fell and went undrafted. We grabbed another back that's a bruiser, similar to Brian Robinson Jr., but he's going to give you that Peyton Barber-type feel. But I do like uh, Chris Rodriguez. We drafted him at 193 in the sixth round. A um, little bit about him. Like I said, he played at uh, Kentucky. Um, he's going to fit in perfectly with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, but he's more Brian Robinson than he is Antonio Gibson. So this is good for Antonio Gibson for those for these fantasy owners, for uh, fantasy GMs, uh, fans of Antonio Gibson. This is not a threat to what Antonio Gibson is going to do. Antonio Gibson is going to handle the third down, and you're going to see Brian Robinson and Rodriguez, uh, Chris Rodriguez, split that uh, first two downs. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this guy. He could be a guy that's potential handcuff. To a Brian Robinson, but a guy who has touchdown upside because of his size. He's one of those guys that is tough to bring down. So I see this guy as a pound, as a pounded guy, a guy who's gonna, you know, have he'll have that touchdown upside and get you those tough yards. So uh Ron Rivera, he wants to run the ball, and this is just another way that he can run the ball. We're gonna see if he can be a guy that can thrive in a passing game in terms of blocking. That blocking, if he's a good blocker, he's going to be a guy that gets on the field even more because there's going to be times when you want to pass and you don't want to just, okay, when you see Brian Robinson and, and Rodriguez, it's like, okay, it's a run. You see Antonio Gibson, oh, it's a pass. So um, I think that they can use all three backs. It's going to be interesting to see how much work he gets in year one. Moving on to the last pick of the draft, um, Andre Jones, um, linebacker from Louisiana, um, you know, but I mean, he played six seasons at Louisiana, um, you know, so you know how that goes. Red shirt, this, that. Um, but he's 6'4", uh, 248 pounds. Um, people are saying that he needs to add more to his frame uh, or they have he has the potential to add more size to his frame. So um, we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, you know, let's see if this coaching staff can actually develop um, – a linebacker slash edge. Is he a linebacker? Is he an edge? We all remember, um, what's his name? Shaka Tony and some of these other guys that we've drafted who are edge and linebacker. So we're going to see how they're going to use this guy. Is he going to be a guy that's going to be used as a strong side linebacker? Is he a guy that you just deploy to just attack uh, uh, the quarterback? So it's going to be interesting with uh, Andre Jones. Don't put too much hope into seventh round picks, but this is a guy that's coming in. It's going to be a depth piece. So that's what seventh rounders are. They can come in, they can play well, they can carve out a role and be helpful to the team. So that's the draft in a nutshell. I love the draft. Uh, some people didn't like the draft because they didn't have a lot of the sexy names in it, but um, it's all about what can you bring towards a team and contribute to this team and help this team win games. So I'm excited for that draft. Uh, just want to kind of get on and talk about it. I've been so busy with life and other things have transpired to where I was not able to come on. And, um, you know, talk draft specifically all these later round picks. I believe I dropped a, a video or two the first two days or the first day. And then that and then that was pretty much it. So I wanted to come on and talk about that. I'm going to share my screen because I have tons of commander stuff to kind of go through. So the title of this episode is just catching up, to be honest. It's just catching up. I um, just wanted to kind of uh, put my imprint on this stuff. 
So when we start talking about this guy and that guy, I want to say, hey, I was able to say that this guy was going to do this, but that guy was going to do that. So uh, let's look at uh, the schedule release was a big thing for the commanders. Uh, here is Chris Paul giving some advice to the rookies. Let's hear what he got. What is your advice to the rookies? Make sure you do your rookie duties. Come an hour early. You'll be mentally, mentally and physically prepared for whatever they're going to throw at you. Workouts, little time. Just come an hour early. Get yourself ready. Get adjusted to everything. Figure out what everything yet. You'll be fine. Breathe. Just go hard. Control what you can control. That's it. You gotta compete, man. You gotta compete. What you got to say to him? Rook? You Live in the moment, rook. man. You still a rook? What you got to say to him? No more, man. Year two. Live in the moment. Year two ain't starting. My advice to the rookies is make sure I'll get them snacks. Yes, sir. Advice to rookies: Study your plays, man, so you can go out there and be confident, know what you're doing. Have fun and work hard. So here's a message from the team to the rookies. Uh, I'm excited to see what this rookies, what these rookies can do. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and go through the schedule reveal. Um, let me see. Okay, before I get to that, let's look at what Brian Robinson is saying about playing for Eric Bieniemy. So him being a former running back, uh, just easily help him relate to, you know, the things that he needs me to do, or you know, it's easy for me to listen to him based off of his experience and, you know, the fact that we can relate to each other based off playing the same position. So it's easier for me to take advice than, you know, for him to give me advice because kind of had experiences in the same position. So I think that's a little bit more advantage for the running backs on the team now you know since our OC is you know a former running back maybe he can scheme you know and you know find ways to um give the running backs more opportunity based off of what he see as a former running back you know the guys especially on offense have been doing a great job of just standing their books and asking questions but the biggest thing is just really studying you know um there's a lot of information going to get drilled at us you know fast like around this time you know we just got to be accountable you know and just you know continue to learn and then, uh, I think you know, by the time camp come around, you know everybody be on the same page with uh, you know just as far as you know learning the playbook. All right, so that was Brian Robinson talking about Eric Bieniemy and what's to come. My question for you guys is: Do you guys believe that Brian Robinson could be a top? Well, not not a top. 10 back or anything like that, do you guys think that Brian Robinson can run or rush for a 1,000 yards this season? Let me know in the comment section. And if you're listening to the audio, tweet me, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know, can Brian Robinson Jr. be a 1,000-yard back this season? Also, I'm intrigued to see how Ron Rivera and BNME is going to be able to use Antonio Gibson. I saw some news today saying that Ron Rivera is interested in getting Antonio Gibson more touches. Is that factor cap? Let me know. Let me know in the comment section and also definitely tweet to let me know what you guys' thoughts are. So here's five things that you can find out or know about um, Andre Jones, uh, junior defensive end, Louisiana. Like I said, guys, this is catch up, man. You guys, I mean, just it's still a, it's still going to be a great episode. It's still a great episode, but I, I, I'm just catching up, man. I want to get to know these rookies. So 
Five things to know about Andre Jones Jr. defensive end. Number one, he went from a non-factor to a to a perennial starter. It says being a head coach can require telling some harsh truths. And Billy Napier was blunt when describing Jones back in 2021. It says when he first got here, he was a guy that couldn't even get on the field, Napier said. And he was a non-factor in year one. Absolute non-factor. Says um that. That is a tough but accurate assessment of the start for Jones' college career. A two-star prospect. So two-star prospect, uh, uh, a guy who can barely get on the field. You know, then he's worked hard, especially the last two years from what this report is saying. And then, look, he's made his way to an NFL roster. Now that he's on an NFL roster, he's going to have to show the world that he deserves to be here, okay? Uh, Second thing about this guy was uh, he's coming off of – the best two seasons of his college career. So that's great. That's, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. It says uh, he easily surpassed the six sacks in 2021 on top of posting a career high 60 tackles the following season. Jones was as productive as a pass rusher with 6.5 sacks. And um, he also had a pass breakup and a forced fumble and an interception. So it seems like this is a guy that has some playmaking ability, a guy that can get to the quarterback. It's all going to be, like I said, how will he be used? Will he be used as a strong linebacker, or do you see this guy being used as an edge rusher? And that's definitely something that the commanders definitely need more of. You need as many pass rushers as possible. Number three, it says he's the most experienced rookie in the commander's draft class. Remember that report that I read? It says he spent six seasons in Louisiana. He was in Raging Cane for six seasons. How do you even play for six seasons? That's crazy. I don't even know, did he redshirt? Did he get hurt? And then things didn't count. I don't really too much understand eligibility in college sports. But the report says this guy played for six seasons. And, hey, the more experience you you bring, the better. I mean, whatever is going to help you to – to stick in the league, hey, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes people say, oh, age. For example, a Hendon Hooker, you know, oh, he's an old quarterback. He's this, he's that. But if you come in NFL ready, does it really matter? The NFL lifespan or career span is, or the span of a player doesn't is not long, right? So why not come in as ready as possible? So I applaud these guys who kind of stick around in school or do what it takes to then put themselves in a position to where they do come into the NFL, they're mature. They've learned a lot to where they can contribute year one. So we'll see if Andre Jones is a contributor come year one. Number four, he's another raging, uh, raging Cajun <laughs> to wear purple and gold. Uh, yeah, Percy Butler, you know, second year safety. I believe that, that these two guys are teammates. So yeah, it's it's, it's nice to kind of have somebody else from another school. Uh, that's not Alabama or, you know, like the usual. So um, hopefully this is a diamond in the rough. And number five, it says the coaches are excited to get him on the field. Uh, Jones, he's 24 years old. Like I said, he's an older rookie. But sometimes being an older rookie means that you're coming in with a lot of wisdom. So I'm here for it all. I'm going to trust Martin Martin Mayhew and Rivera and Jack Del Rio that they can get this guy up to speed and this guy can come in and help um, this team succeed right away so let's go ahead and get back to our screen um so here's introducing the uh the 23 draft
Man, that's a nice little hype video. For those of you guys that are listening to the audio, I encourage you guys to get on over to the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel and check out this episode. Um, tons of stuff. I'm not going to get into five things to know about Rodriguez. I'll probably do that in, on another episode when I'm kind of doing a deep dive on these guys. Um, center Chase Rulier has been released. The release has a post-June 1st designation. You know what's so funny? I've been so disconnected with Commander's news and just Commander's in general that I didn't even realize that Chase Rulier has been released. So like I said, this pod, the title of this pod is Catching Up. There's so much that I need to catch up on. I just want to kind of just put my imprint and just kind of talk about uh, certain things to say, okay, I've said this, I've said that. Maybe I make a prediction here, a prediction there. I want to kind of go back and look back on this episode and just kind of see uh, what happens. But um, enough with the rookies. Uh, that's super old news. But let's go ahead and dive into what's most current, and that is um, pretty much the schedule release, right? So excited for it. The mascot. This. Uh, how do y'all feel about this mascot, man? The, the mascot is just funny to me, like a uh, what is it, Toddy? Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, I don't too much care for things of that nature, but the team has been sold. That's official. Daniel Snyder is out. Uh, the Harris group is in with Magic Johnson and Cole. And I'm hearing that FedEx Field should be jumping week one. Let's see, because we've talked about get rid of Snyder, get rid of Snyder. Now we have an opportunity to support. And show up. So we'll see what happens. I think I'm going to fly out from Nashville to D.C. to uh, catch a game this year. I don't know which game I'm going to be at, but it's it's a possibility. It's a possibility that I come out for a game this year. So I'm excited for that. But um, so preseason, uh, we get the Browns, we get uh, the Ravens, and we get the Bengals, right? Week one, the very first game of the season, September the 10th, we, we are going to be playing at home versus the Arizona Cardinals. And this is an Arizona Cardinals team that possibly will not have Kyler Murray. So you're talking about a Colt McCoy or even a rookie or another vet that we don't even know of right now, like a David Blow or somebody like that. So um, you can deploy this defensive line, even if it's Kyler Murray. Are you sure you want to bring back Kyler Murray? I mean, like week one with Chase Young pissed off, Montez Sweat pissed off. These guys are playing for their contracts. Uh, it's going to be an exciting week one defensively. Offensively, I don't know what direction we're going to go. I mean, Sam Howell at home, uh, new ownership. This could get really, really exciting. So I'm here for it all. Um, week two. On the 17th, you play the Broncos on the road. That's going to be a tough game. That's a later game. Uh, the altitude, the whole nine, uh, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, this defense is, has to come out ready to play because you cannot take the Broncos for granted. Just like how the, you know, the commanders have a new beginning, the Broncos have a new beginning. They're trying to see, is Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson still Russell? Look, I support Russell Wilson, but for this one day, I hope we destroy Russell Wilson on the 17th. And then at home versus the Buffalo Bills, this is going to be a tough game. Uh, Josh Allen coming to town, but we got to give revenge for that uh, game we played against the, uh, the Bills. And, I mean, they blew us out. We had that long Antonio Gibson touchdown. 
we're going to have to come out and, and show that we can get after good quarterbacks. This is a tough game. It's a home game. This might be a game that I actually go to, but do I want to fly all the way from Nashville to come watch this team potentially get stomped? Um, then y'all are like, oh, where's your confidence? Well, hey, you know, I, I'm gonna if I want to come out to a game, I want to come out to a good game. Like week one is cool, but it's the Cardinals with no Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, week three, it's a great game on paper, but it's like, do I really want to come out and watch us play the Bills? So we'll see. We'll see. Um, football is football. Um, October 1st, we play the Eagles away. Going to the Eagles' house, Jalen Hurts, this whole group, they're pissed off. They're mad. This is a, a team that everybody's picking to win the division, so I'm excited for that, actually. Um, then uh, October 5th, we play the Chicago Bears at home. Um, Justin Fields with his new weapons, uh, new offensive line, new everything, right? Um, let's see how that goes. I mean, I love the matchup. I think we match up perfectly with that squad. Then you play the revamped ATL Falcons, B. John Robinson, um, at their house. How is this defensive line going to hold up versus the hype that B. John Robinson has? What this is what six games in, uh, and then we get this guy and see one, two, three, four, five, six. So, six games in, B. John is coming to a zone. The storylines oh, can B. John get another hundred yard game type thing, right? But we get to see Taylor Heineke. Who knows? Maybe Desmond Ritter is hurt by then, knocking on wood, and then you see Taylor Heineke. But either way it goes, uh, you don't want any scenario where Taylor Heineke beats the commanders and then purchases his own burgundy and gold uh, Jordans. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited for that game, actually. Uh, we always match up well versus ATL. Matter of fact, I'm closer to ATL. So this might be a game that I actually drive down four hours to go catch this game. So this is a real possibility. It's in a realm of possibilities for me going to ATL four hours away to watch uh, the Commanders versus the Falcons. But I still want to get out to D.C. this year. I still want to get out to D.C. and catch a home game in uh, FedEx. So an another away game on the 22nd, we're playing the Giants. I love it when we play two uh, away games back-to-back -back, because that just tells me that we're going to get a couple of home games back-to-back -back coming up and, you know, so that's just great. So we have a tough stretch, a five-week stretch where we play four to five weeks on the road, and that's the 15th, the 22nd, November 5th, and the 12th. So that's five weeks, four games on the road. Tough stretch, tough stretch. Playing the Falcons, you play the Giants on the 22nd, the Eagles on the, on the, on the 29th of October. Then you have the Patriots November 5th, and then you have um, – the Seattle Seahawks, November 12th. So that's a tough stretch right there. It's going to be the toughest stretch of the season. Um, but the Eagles um, at home, uh, this is going to be one of those games where if we win, we're headed in the right direction. If we lose, uh, man, the season could be going down the drain because then you go away and you go play Bill Belichick uh, out there. These boys are tough. It's not, what you, it's not like nobody says, oh, I want to go – to New England and play Bill Belichick. It doesn't matter who their quarterback is. It doesn't matter what their offense looks like. It's going to be a tough game, and I hope we win that game. Uh, November, away game versus Seattle, a whole new revamped Seattle team with Zach Charbonnet, a guy that I wanted to command us to draft, but it's okay. Zach Charbonnet is out there. My favorite receiver in this class, JSN Jackson Smith Njibwa, is on uh, Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks squad, so that should be a fun little matchup. Um, we have these new corners now, right? 
Can our corners be able to hold up with some of the better wide receiver groups all around the league? So that's what I'm going to be interested in looking at. A home game versus the Giants, we got to defeat the Giants and beat them bad. Like these guys have been a thorn in our side ever since Daniel Jones have been with that squad. So it kind of pisses me off. Then you get November the 23rd, Thanksgiving uh, game. Um, exciting uh, uh, game right here. And that's going to be um, versus uh, the Cowboys at their house. Uh, so I'm excited for that game. Uh, Thanksgiving, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully we beat these guys. We beat these jokers. Uh, forget Dallas. We hate Dallas. Then uh, December the 3rd, we play uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. This is like, I'm telling you guys, our corners have to come to play this year. This is not where you just have these guys and you just say, oh, whatever happens, happens. We're getting Tyreek Hill. We're getting Jalen Waddle. This is a really good team. Tua Tagovailoa, we're going to go after him, obviously. But at the end of the day, they still have a talented team. And Miami could be contending for possibly uh, um, top seed in the AFC. I'm just saying. They were really good last year, and They can take that next step. If they do take that next step, uh, they can be a top team. So this is a pivotal game for them. And uh, them coming to our house, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a game that I don't mind coming to watch because you know you got some stars. You got Jalen Ramsey out there. That defense is very good. Let's see what Sam Howell does versus that defense. So then you play the Rams, which I don't expect the Rams to be good this year, December the seventeenth. They could be in that tank type thing for Caleb Williams, but who knows what we look like in December? By December, we might have given up, you know, and we just playing Sam Howell, seeing what what we have in Sam Howell and playing for a top five pick or we're fighting for the playoffs and we're beating the, uh, you know, the Dolphins and we're trying to beat the Rams, knock them out of the playoff contention or even if they are even in playoff contention. So the schedule is kind of funny. And then we play against the Jets. I think the Jets are going to be a really good team. This is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, They're going to have a really good defense. So the schedule on paper looks pretty tough. We're going to be playing some pretty tough teams. Then you have the San Francisco 49ers. Why does it seem like we play the 49ers every single year? It's a team that I'm sick and tired of seeing. We play them at home uh, December 31st. Um, and then to be announced, that week 18 game versus Dallas, maybe it's a game that the commanders need to get in the playoffs. Maybe it's a game that the Dallas Cowboys need to get in the playoffs. And it's to be announced because that could be a potential flex game. Uh, so that's kind of why it's to be determined. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. But on the schedule, here are the teams that I think are tough. That I, I, I'm i not going to say that, oh, we're going to beat them or or they're too tough or whatever because things change between now and then. But the Bills, they're a tough team. The Eagles, you have the Giants at least one time. You have the Eagles again. You have the Patriots. Give me Seattle. Dallas, uh, um, Dolphins. Uh, let's just put the Rams in there. Let's just put the Rams in there because we don't know what we're going to get out of the Rams. As long as they have Aaron Donald and a few guys, Cooper Cup, they're still a tough team. Then you have the Jets. Then you have San Francisco. And obviously, you got to put Dallas in there one at a time. So it, it's a tough, tough schedule. I don't know what happens this season, but I am excited to see what Sam Howell can bring to the table. I'm excited to see Emmanuel Forbes versus some of the better receivers in the league. Um, I, I'm just excited for that uh, um, that backfield uh, of the commanders, Brian Robinson, Rodriguez. Um, I want to see Sam Howell. So, guys, let me know what you guys think about the schedule. Let me know what you guys think about 
the team's future moving forward with the new owner coming in, uh, with the schedule, uh, with the new players. And then we also picked up some undrafted free agents. Uh, man, it's some names out there. I'm going to do a deeper dive on the undrafted free agents on another episode. But hope you guys enjoy the episode, guys. Once again, this is your guy, um, Manny, and you're listening to Talking Commanders with Manny. Let's get it. 